0: Hey, today we'll predict the future, the future of 2019 for medical devices. And we'll go through two axes. I will uh, describe the future in terms of technology and a future in terms of regulations. So let's dig in. Hello, my name is Munir Alazuzi from easymedicaldevice.com and today on this podcast episode of Medical Device Made Easy, so we'll talk about the future of for medical devices. What kind of future are we talking about? Uh, there is the future in terms of technology. I will uh, show you exactly what kind of technologies are popping up or are continuing to, uh, to improve and also which regulations uh, will change or predict to change for, for the near future. So let's go on now. First, uh, on the technology, uh, what I wanted to share with you is about the digi- digital health and connected devices. Uh, so as you may know, we have a lot of devices that are now used uh, to predict maybe some of our health. Um, we have, for example, the iWatch from Apple. Uh, we discovered that uh, it's registered within FDA. So it's something that uh, was surprising for everybody. Uh, but it's mainly uh, because they are using an algorithm to uh, detect the earth, um, uh, some heart disease. So it's, uh, it's really important. This was really a, a big improvement for the industry. Uh, because this opens also the door for many other devices that can also be considered as as, um, as healthcare devices and also registered as medical devices within the different regions. There is also some a lot of devices that are using Bluetooth um, that are on your uh, skin, for example, and are connected uh, in, um, in another device. For example, for diabetes type 1, there are some devices that are uh, also uh, tracking uh, what implants you have, uh, which called, for example, bone track. Uh, So there is a lot of those devices that are used to connect between a device and uh, your mobile phone or anything like that. So this is really at the limit. This is something that is really making the life of regulators a bit difficult because at the end they really don't know if this is a medical device or not. They have really to think about that, so so it's making uh, it's making uh, life a bit difficult for them. Um, then we have uh, some um, we have, if I can say, the 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 technologies that are collecting a lot of informations, as uh, uh, the one that we just talk, talked about. Those technologies uh, are collecting information and we need to analyze those information. This is called mainly big data. So, we have a tons of data coming from uh, the different devices, the different uh, questions we answer, the different things that we are doing with our um, watches, with our, um, yeah, all the devices which we are, which we are using, uh, which are tracking our health, for example. Uh, so then we have to use those data to, um, to maybe define what is the risk for the population. Uh, so there is uh, a need now of a big uh, interpretation of those data, a big tools to analyze them, uh, which opens also the door for uh, some kind of uh, cyber security, uh, which is also a bit um, scary, if I can say, when you are looking at some movies that are, where some hackers can uh, disconnect one of your pacemaker or this kind of thing. So it's really uh, something that is scary. So cybersecurity is now uh, becoming a real item for medical devices. And uh, we have really to uh, to talk about that and to be prepared for that. FDA already released um, a, guidance, a guidance for it. So I will put that on the show notes just for you uh, maybe to read it. What is also important with the big data is um, all regarding uh, the, that some database that we are using uh, to, um, to collect information. Now there is a new tool, or you heard about it, so uh, that is used. Uh, primarily it was used in, uh, in the cryptocurrency, uh, which is the blockchain. Uh, so the blockchain is, um, is a tool or is a, a way to uh, secure your data. Uh, How to do that? Uh, Your information is not stored only on one computer, if I can say, it's stored on many computers. So it means that uh, you cannot uh, disrupt uh, the the information or you cannot um, hack it uh, unless you hack all the computers that are collecting your data, uh, which is nearly impossible. Um, I I will not say impossible because it's always possible. It's just uh, maybe time for that. But this technology is really helping to... Uh, avoid any hacker or any uh, information to be stored or to be uh, modified without your permission. So this is something that you maybe hear a lot uh, in also the future. Then we have uh, also with this uh, data analysis, the artificial intelligence, AI. Uh, which is something that I know you heard about it since many years now uh, with iRobots, with iThings. So there is a lot of uh, movies that we are talking about that, but uh, we are really improving on that. And we are using uh, this technology for uh, image recognition, for example, uh, during radiology, uh, where we have to define if there is is a cancer or not. Uh, So it's really a big support for the radiologist uh, it has been proven that it cuts the, um, the reading by uh, two, uh, by half, if I can say. So it's also uh, good for the radiologists because they have uh, support to help them. Uh, and also for the patients because there is a less uh, recourse, if I can say. So people that are diagnosed without a cancer when it has a cancer or with a cancer where it has no cancer. So uh, so it's really, really important. Then we have also some technologies that uh, I talked about also on my blog, so about 3D printing. Uh, So 3D printing is a way to manufacture products. Uh, This way is made through additive manufacturing. So when I'm saying additive manufacturing, it's the same as 3D printing. So additive manufacturing is by addition of layers. So instead of uh, taking a bar and removing some materials, we are taking some powder or some raw material and we are creating and adding some layers. So it's mainly why we are calling it additive manufacturing. Uh, So this technology is really, really important uh, to create some kind of custom devices. But uh, have to be clear on that, uh, it's still not considered as a custom-made device, I mean. It was considered as custom-made device with the Medical Device Directive in Europe. But uh, now with the new medical device regulation, it's not considered as a custom-made device because it's still mass production. So I will just um, link also my article on 3D printing so you can understand uh, why a 3D printing product is not a, a custom-made device. Uh, with this technology, with 3D printing, you have now also bioprinting. So bioprinting is um, the same as 3D printing but with um, instead of using ink or plastic or metal you are using uh, cells so bio bio product bio ink if i can say uh, to create some uh, elements that uh, will be uh, used for your organs for your body uh, some tubes, some uh, cells to reconstruct, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So, this is also a technology that is increasing and will come really in force in, in the next few years. So, you have to look at that. Uh, we have also the telehealth uh, or home care. So, what is, um, what is also improving is the fact that we are trying to not, um, how to say, to not uh cure or heal people in the hospitals we are trying to do the emergency things in the hospitals and then we are asking them to go home and we are using some uh, home care uh, devices uh, telehealth devices uh, to uh, follow the patients because it it costs less uh, and also uh, because uh, some people also like to be at home and not to be at hospital for for uh, recovering so this is really really important uh, so, telehealth is also something that uh, should be secured. Uh, cyber security is important because we can then um, r- store the data that are transmitted from a patient to uh, to um, a doctor. Uh, you have this all, still this cyber security information uh, to uh, to have with this telehealth. Okay, I think for, for the technologies, it was, um, it was uh, the part that I think will be really growing. Why I'm saying that is because, yeah, mainly uh, what I'm talking about usually is about regulation. So I'm talking about innovation because I think for regulators or people that are uh, following the regulation, they also need to know what is coming as new technologies because it will become more and more difficult to think um, old school, if I can say, with the old mindset, uh, when you have new technologies coming, you still have to... Uh, improve the regulations so that it uh, can also link to those technologies uh, so for that you should also learn what are those technologies where they are coming from what it is exactly what is the risk for it so you can really do your a best job a good job if I can say when you have to uh, to define if this is a medical device or not uh, if there is a big risk or not etc etc okay now we are going on the regulatory part. So for the regulatory changes uh, for 2019 and 2020, and we can say until 2025, if I can say, because really uh, there is a lot of things coming for the for the next few years. Uh, first, uh, we have uh, all, I mean, there was uh, some documentaries that were uh, coming in force uh, that were also uh, putting uh, a spot on the regulations. So for example, The Bleeding Age, uh, that was uh, issued by Netflix, uh, so which was talking about the weaknesses of the um, regulation in, uh, in the USA, so FDA. And we have the implant files, uh, which was um, issued by a consortium of uh, journalists and talking about specifically the European Union um, medical devices regulation, uh, specifically about the MDD, because uh, it's still the one that is in place, uh, but not so much about the MDR. Then we have, uh, as we have these things coming, it's important for the countries to also uh, update their regulation. And it's what they are doing anyway. They didn't wait for all those documentaries to come to, uh, to start the update. So it's what we will highlight, uh, highlight today. Uh, one of the first things that I want to mention is about uh, MDSAP so MGSP which is the medical device single audit program yeah there is some countries that started now to have it as mandatory uh, since january january 1st 2019 uh, any companies that are selling products to canada should be MDSP certified or have a proof that they have um, initiated their certification for MDSAP. so this is really really important so if you are selling your products to Canada, don't uh, forget uh, to, uh, to have that in mind. Or if you have a plan to sell your products to Canada in future, this is really, really important. And what is linked to MDSAP is the ISO 13485 um, version 2016. We have currently a transition to it uh, until March 2016, uh, 2019, sorry, uh, because it was issued in 2016 with a transition of three years. Uh, then uh, you have to try to finalize your transition until March 2019. And it's important because this uh, ISO 13485 version 2016 is also included in the, in the MDSAP uh, program. So if you are following MDSAP anyway, you have to uh, have uh, the, the version ISO 13485 uh, 2016 on your, on your quality management system. Then you have uh, information for FDA. FDA start to modernize its uh, process called 510k, which is a process uh, to register products in the US. Uh, As I said, it was also uh, something that was noticed on the um, highlighted on the Bleeding Edge documentary. So I don't know if this is um, the consequence of this documentary that they are updating that or wanting to update that now. Or not? Yeah, no, no information on that. Uh, we have also uh, in the next few months because I don't know exactly when it comes from when it, when it will come. Um, it will be the ISO fourteen nine seven one, which is the ISO for risk management. So there was uh, there is an initiation now to update this uh, ISO, which is an important ISO also for the. Uh, for the new uh, quality management system uh, ISO 13485 because the ISO 13485 is really based on risk, if I can say it's risk-based. So uh, the risk part, which is the risk um, that you will define uh, with uh, the ISO 14971 will be really important. So any ch- I don't know if the changes for this ISO will be important, but any changes for this ISO uh, need really to be uh, implemented on your quality management system just to be really compliant. Then we have a big question mark. The big question mark is on the Brexit. Um, So for those that don't know, uh, by uh, the 29th of March, 2019, UK will not be any more part of the European Union. Uh, And there was a lot of speculation about about that, regarding uh, what about the notified bodies that are in UK, like BSI, what about all the products that are sold in UK, like medical devices that are already sold in UK? What to do with all this? So it was really a big question: Will it be the same? Will there be changes? Will we be forbidden to sell to UK when we have a CE mark, etc., etc.? So what we learned, uh, and I will put put that also on the on the show notes. There is a, a, guide, a guidance uh, that was issued by the MHRA uh, regarding if there is no deal with with the, the european union regarding medical devices and if there is no deal there is yeah i read it quickly and it says that products that are already sold to uk with the CE mark will continue to be sold to uk for a few time what time exactly i don't know but it says for a few time so we'll have more more information about that i think we'll try to get more information about that And the last point and the famous point, if I can say, is the preparation for the EU MDR and EU IVDR. So we talk about that since a long time now. Uh, This is something that will come in force in 2020 and 2022 for IVDR. Uh, But countries still have to prepare for that uh don't think that it's too late Um, i know that we say all that it's too late but it's better late than never so start now do your job ask questions what we can help you with uh because really really it's important for you to uh start because if you don't do it, your business is dead. So uh, let's say that unless you say that Europe is not your biggest market, it's a small market. So yeah, maybe then uh, you can say a lose of Europe. European Union is maybe not a big lose for you, but, um, but you have to do that. The thing that will be interesting for me, uh, looking at the UMDR, is about the non-medical devices. Uh, as I've told you, the article 16th, is um, saying that there is uh, some products that are now considered as medical devices. Uh, I would be really interested to know the situation of those companies that are selling those non-medical, non-medical devices, if I can say. Uh, so devices that are more aesthetic uh, or devices that have no medical purpose at all, but are considered as medical devices, like the famous uh, contact lenses, which are just used to color the, the, the eyes and not for the vision at all. Um, So what are those companies doing? Are they starting to prepare? Are they knowing that they have now to be considered as medical device? It's really a a big question mark for me. So I think we made a round of all this. So I hope that um, that you will, um, yeah, you will agree maybe, or maybe disagree, I don't know, with all those predictions or things that are coming. Uh, If you have more things that you think are coming, so please don't hesitate to put um, to put some comments on, on the show notes uh there, i will put i will say, put you the links for for the for the for the podcast for for exactly where where you can put your, your comments and don't hesitate i would be really happy to hear from you uh and uh yeah if uh, you see also some new technologies that are coming i would be really also interested I can maybe also uh, interview some people for you about those technologies so that you can be also aware. As I've told you, it's really important for you uh, to keep learning, uh, to keep understanding what are the new innovations, so you can be ready uh, to answer questions and also to not be surprised and uh, see that, oh, I didn't know that this is a medical device or, or this can be a medical device, etc. So thank you very much uh, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, I will see you within the next episode. So thanks. Goodbye.